0: Welcome to Albuquerque Real Estate Talk number 478. It is the first week of February, and this week we've got breaking market data. We've got the January market data for Albuquerque Real Estate. We've got an update from the Fannie Mae uh, economist who was here in Albuquerque this week, and we'll we'll talk about what he saw in the future for real estate. Long-term home trend values in Albuquerque. I've got a great chart I'm going to go over, talk about that. Tracy, you've got three must-do's when selling your home in 2024. And the, the other thing that's kind of bubbling up to the surface this week was there's more people recognizing that we have a housing shortage. And there's been a lot in the news on that.
1: There has. So welcome to Real Estate Talk with Tracy and Antigo. We are the Venturi Realty Group at Real Broker. And we're so glad to have you joining us every week right here on Kiva Radio. Or wherever else you see us, Tigo, you missed the most important thing.
0: Oh, that's right. Well, I mean, so okay, there's it, no
1: football this weekend. It's
0: the week between, right? It's the week between the the playoffs and the and the Super Bowl. And yeah, you know, Tracy's a, a Chiefs fan, so she was pretty happy. And then, you know, I'm a I'm a Michigan guy. I grew up in Michigan, but of course, lived out here for 35 years now. But um, the uh, I was. Hopeful that the Lions could get in, but uh, eh, they did pretty darn good. Best they've ever been, as far as I can remember. They did
1: really well, especially in the first half of that last game. Yeah. However, so this I'm is gonna... not
0: Albuquerque sports talk. This is Albuquerque real estate talk. But, so, but anyway, everybody's into the Super Bowl this year. Yeah.
1: I know it wasn't on your agenda, but the segue for that for me was there is no football on TV this weekend, so we have a lot of houses open so you can go to open houses this weekend i know it's windy and overcast probably the perfect thing to do is drive from house to house and see houses or call us and we can schedule a tour for you to see a variety of homes that aren't open so that you can really maximize your time and we would love to put together a tour of homes and take you personally to them
0: that's great. So That's great.
1: that was my segue Tigo. It's all about football, but open house weekend, you know, right next weekend on the I mean, 11th, it'll be a hard day to do an open house.
0: There's basketball to there's, watch this weekend, but
1: the, the 11th happens to be Super Bowl, but it's late in the day. So we could do an open house, but there's also the puppy bowl that day. Oh, of course. It's probably at the same time. I don't know, but yeah, there's a whole yeah. lot of prep going on on Super Bowl Sunday. So yeah. it's not the best day to do an open house.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's jump into it. It is, again, the first week of February 2024. We've got our market stats for uh, January now. We can kind of get a sense of where this uh, real estate market in Albuquerque is, how it's starting off for for 2024. Um, Before that, though, I want to address a couple things that happened this week. Um, and, And it has a lot to do with real estate. And this was one of the things that the uh, Douglas Duncan, who is the chief economist from Fannie Mae, which is one of the big you know entities that you know fund all the mortgages, um, he was actually in Albuquerque this week yep. and did a did an update. Um, Fidelity National Title, friends of ours at Fidelity, they brought in uh, Mr. Duncan to talk about what they're seeing nationally in the economy as well as housing. And I don't know what your takeaway, Tracy was, but. You know the, the the thing he kept talking about is that Fed Chair Powell came out earlier this week and said, "We're not doing anything with rates.
1: We're not reducing the the Fed rate for sure in right. March, right?
0: right. And that's you know that generally kind of follows what end up mortgage rates end up doing. But basically he said we're not doing anything um not even in March.
1: He said so the indicators aren't there to require a, a cut in the Fed rate and
0: right cuz they don't want they want to make sure that inflation's under control and before they they do anything so, um, so go, go my, ahead what you what were your you take you said you don't o- know my takeaway yeah so. no i'm sorry yes yes your so takeaway my
1: takeaway was 2024 is going to be status quo sort of we know that home prices i mean every indication is home prices are going to continually inch up this year Um, they won't be down overall by the end of the year, but we expect interest rates not to change significantly in 2024, maybe at the end of the year.
0: Well, that's the other thing that's interesting that happened this, this week was, well, so first off, let's get back to, to what the, the economist, uh, Duncan said was, yeah, they don't see any big changes. You know, 2023 was, uh, slow year in home sales in, in you know the units the number of home selling uh, he thinks 2024 is going to increase a little bit but it's not going to be significant there's not going to be a huge amount of sales but there'll be more right and then he put out a projection saying that by the end of 2024 they expect interest rates to be in the high fives so right now today we're in kind of the high sixes basically somewhere in there let's say six seven five something like that well (laughs) the day after his talk here in albuquerque the jobs number came out which shocked everybody and if anybody's following the economy you know amateur economists like myself that is that is going to put pressure on mortgage rates and and going up so Right now it's looking less likely that we're going to have any big shift in mortgage rates throughout the year.
1: Any big shift downward. Down,
0: downward. Right.
1: Right. The jobs report kind of put a put a halt on the possibility for the near well, term. Well,
0: you know it's interesting Tracy, we've been doing this show now what 10 years or something 400 and whatever 78 episodes and we've been talking about mortgage rates all the time. We always see those projections and I can't remember one time where the experts were able to predict what mortgage rates are going to be six months, definitely a year from now, because it's just there's so many things that play into mortgage rates. Right. And the takeaway from that is, is if you need to buy or sell, the time is always right. And trying to figure out and wait for the best mortgage rates or or whatever isn't going to matter because let's say let's just let's just play the game this out. So let's say Mortgage rates drop by a point, right? Now we're at five, eight, seven, five, let's say, you know, high high fives. And people go, oh, great. Okay. Now I can sell because, you know, I I, I can get a better rate, or I can buy because I can get a better rate. Well, you know what happens? That means that you've got all this new activity and it's just gonna spur uh, More. price growth.
1: Right. So I I did see a survey this week that I don't know where it was done. So I can't quote it. Um, But they were saying they did a survey of home sellers and said, if you needed to move, it was home sellers with an interest rate like low threes or below, mid threes or below. That
0: was that economist. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What interest rate would it need to be at for you to say, okay, I'm okay to leave that three something behind and move to this higher rate so that my quality of life and where I live is really where I want to be. And I think the consensus was around five and a half. And I saw some realtor friends that I know in the Austin, Texas area advertising that they have five high five interest rates right now with no mortgage insurance for conventional um, in that market. So I'm not sure what that's about, but I know there are some um, some lenders here that have rates in, you know, decent sixes. So,
0: yeah, I mean, Obviously, shop it around, but of course, compare not just the rate, but, but the what, cost. But what they
1: charge you to do the loan. And most people don't even ask that question. Yeah. You yeah. Know that? And if there's,
0: you know, buy downs and all that stuff, we're not right. going to get into that today. But so yeah.
1: we have a lot of people who closed houses in the last six months at eight or higher. Yeah. You know, so they'll want to be watching those interest rates. Yeah, and we no. can talk to them about refinancing at about a year in, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay.
0: Ready? Drum roll are we going to touch January statistics? 2023 or January 2024 market ah. stats home sales data for the Albuquerque area. Um, first and foremost everybody wants to know okay what's going on with prices. Um, sale price for January and what we look what I look at is just single family detached resale homes, right? Cuz I want to get an idea. I want to I want to narrow it down. I, I filter out new construction just because it's kind of a different world. Median price in the Albuquerque area is now 425 That's actually quite a bit lower than earlier in the year where we were.
1: 425
0: I said, four, did I say 425 I meant, yeah. I'm sorry, 320, 325 not 425
1: I was like, wow, 425 and you're saying it's lower. What? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So, you know, earlier in the year, like July, it was 350 Now we're at $325. So it's that normal seasonal ebb and flow of prices where they go up, you know summer early summer and then pull back well but when we look at the year over year up six and a half percent january this year compared to january last year that's the median price if we look at price per square foot which is a better measurement of kind of overall
1: balancing everything out. yeah
0: getting rid of the the size of house you know variation a little bit about seven percent and i'm seeing that in a lot of different data that that we get from a lot of different sources that you know albuquerque right now is somewhere in this six seven percent year-over-year price appreciation range um
1: and you know we didn't do i don't think a a new year prediction show which we do every year i didn't i don't think we did but i'm
0: i did in my head yeah we talked about it i
1: don't think we did a a specific show Hmm. there were so many other things to talk about in january i I think what we were saying though is we expect home prices to be at least up four percent by the end of this year when you look at the full year.
0: Yeah, i i, I would I would go with that. I, I actually think it might be more than that, just based on what we're already seeing. And and I'll give you one indicator. So uh, pending sales for January. So that's the number of homes that you know went under contract. That's obviously an early indicator of future closings, right? So they went pending 30-45 days from now, they'll close. Well, January this year is up 15% from January last year. It's not a huge number. It's only about 700, but that's still uh, a a significant increase. So there are definitely buyers out there. And we know that anecdotally, right, Tracy? Yeah,
1: we sure do. We know that our phone's been ringing. People seem like the new year started, kids are back in school, we need to find that house and they're thinking early, which is smart because once, you know, it really warms up in mid, mid-March or whatever, everybody starts thinking summer's here and it's time to get moved by the end of the school year and it heats up and then the home buyers have more competition for those homes that are on the market. Yeah, so,
0: yeah. A couple other just uh, takeaway, just a couple quick uh, data points from the, the January uh, home sales data for Albuquerque. Um month supply of inventory, one point two months supply. So which, what is Yeah, go ahead.
1: What does month supply of inventory mean?
0: That means that is if no more homes come into the market, how long before we have no homes on the market, basically? So at the same point- at the no, at the same pace of sales, yeah.
1: So it would take 1.2 months for everything that's right now on the market to sell.
0: Yeah, it's a really good measurement of supply and demand. And, you know, the classic traditional number was, you know, five, six months supply was a balanced market. Right. Well, we haven't seen that since Been a lot of years. 2017. I think or, yeah. yeah, maybe even further back. Well, I've got it right here. But yeah, so yeah, I mean it's still very tight supply. And and actually that kind of segues into another another topic is the economist that was here from Fannie Mae this week in Albuquerque, he said it over and over and over again is that we have a housing shortage in the United States.
1: And one of the things, Tigo, he talked about was new construction and housing starts and across the country he had data for new houses being built right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and for new mexico he had good news yeah he said well we're I, we're building at a faster pace than other communities around the country which he said we need that good job builders and we had quite a few builders in that audience we, we when he was there so it was good for them to know they're on the right path
0: you know what's pretty cool is i'm going to go back to this so there was an event we we've been kind of Talking about it here in Albuquerque this week, where Fidelity National Title, one of the local title companies, the big, the biggest title company in Albuquerque, they brought these folks in um, to just educate the the realtor community as as well as other real estate professionals like mortgage people and um, builders and builders. And uh, it it was great, and it was really good turnout. It was about four hundred and fifty real estate professionals there, which was <laughs> which was excellent, and you know everybody getting educated and. You know being smart about what's going on in real estate so yeah, it, was it was really good to great. see good to see
1: well and one of the presenters was not not really real estate related even though he works for fidelity title yeah he was more inspirational and it was awesome and navy right. seal um that that gave a lot of uh good good mental stuff for all of us to hear so anyway
0: so wait let me let me just wrap back up uh, can we keep going off you know sorry the rabbit hole here but w- the january numbers basically foot traffic is strong the number of homes being shown pendings are strong home prices up year over year inventory still very low you know i look at this week we had more homes come on the market this week than go off the market no i said that backwards we had more homes go off the market than come on the market so inventory is actually in a declining state right now and probably will continue for another month or so um, so anyway, and no, no really distress in the market whatsoever from yeah. a, from a seller standpoint. And
1: the only other thing you didn't mention in that list was, and even though interest rates may be staying sort of steady for a while, they are down quite a bit from the high.
0: That is true. Oh yeah. Good point. I mean, we, we, we hit eight there at one point and now we're You know, under under seven in in most cases.
1: Yeah. Um, And of course, when we talk about these numbers, those are related to people with good credit. Right. When you're right on the edge of not good credit, it makes a difference in your interest rate. So just to know that.
0: Well, actually, I want to I wanna just bring up one more number. Okay. This one comes up a lot is average days on market. You say, Okay, I want to sell my home, how long is it going to take before it sells? Well, right now, Average days on market in Albuquerque for homes that sold was 33 days, which is quite a bit higher than, of course, 21 and 22, where we saw times where it was like 10 days average days on market. Does
1: that include new construction in that number? That does
0: not. This is just resale properties. Yeah, because new construction is a different different. Sometimes animal. new
1: constructions on the market a long time because it's not really built or it's in the process of being built and they put it on the market before they're really ready to show it.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah so, they'll
1: show it, but you can't really it's not a finished product.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the takeaway there is that we're, we're back to a little bit more of a normal, um, days on market. It's not quite as much of a frenzy, definitely not as much of a frenzy as we had in 21, 22. And
1: you, um, talk to Tigo, those home buyers looking at a price up to 350,000, they would not agree with you. That is a a frenzy. That is a very fair
0: point. Okay. Let me, Okay. In um, the
1: more affordable homes, we're still seeing multiple offers competing. We're seeing people waving and, um, you know, taking properties as is, which is a different topic in and of itself. Cause what does as is mean? But um, we're seeing people on the buy side, you know, having to compete for those homes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's for sure. Okay. Okay. Tracy, three must do when selling your home in 2024.
1: I was just going to say the same thing. Okay. Three must-dos when selling your house in 2024. So this is an interesting time because you just said we're in a declining uh, market of available homes for Inventory, sale. Yes. More homes are selling than are coming on the market. So it's very good timing to be talking about if you're thinking of selling your home this year there's a demand for homes, so that, you know, it's a good time. But the first thing is make sure to price your home right. You know, we like to look at, um, not comparable, but properties that are relevant sales to your home. And not everything right in your neighborhood might be relevant, right? We have to look at, is it similar size? What type of upgrades or not upgrades? What type of yard? What type of view? What type of privacy does the home have? So we're trying to find houses that have things that are similar to your home, not just it's a three bedroom, two bath in the same neighborhood, right? So relevant sales are really important and pricing the home right is really important. Um, We know that if we price your home too high, even in this market, it probably won't sell right away. You're not gonna get competing offers or a lot of interest or people are gonna buy the other house, you're gonna help the other house sell. That's priced more for the market. The, on the other hand, um, if you underprice the home, I don't know if you're going to really leave money on the table right now. Because if it's not priced right and it's a little under market, chances are you will get a, a offer that might be higher than your offer price, your listing price.
0: Yeah. Well, um, and and that's it is an interesting time, and you know. It's one of those things that you'd you'd want to discuss with your realtor, and you know your strategy on pricing your home is like, okay, do you want to create the auction effect, and 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 let the market adjust to you know what what people feel the price right price is.
1: I would say a well priced, well maintained home is the ticket to drumming up the best offer. Personally, yeah. Next number two, keep yourself. Um, keep your emotions in check don't don't get too. Um, you know this is now your house if you're gonna sell it it's now a product it's let's make sure it's presented well it's uh, it's a product you know you're gonna wanna um, it's hard because you're you're uprooting yourself you've got memories you've got all sorts of things tied into that property but on the other hand we we want to make good decisions about how we market and sell our homes right um, it might be that it's the first home you bought. It might be the home where you had your first child or, you know, all these things that we have tied into our home. And so it can be hard to kind of keep your emotions Well, it's in
0: emotionally check. detached, right? You have to right. detach from them and realize now suddenly you're a marketer and you've got a product to sell. And it's difficult. I right. mean, you know, we've been in our home, what, 20 20- Five years? Not and, that
1: long. But yeah, but twenty-two close. or something. Yeah. But so so separating your emotions from the value of your house is is sort of part of that. Um you know, you you know all the things you love about it and have great memories, but now someone else might not even appreciate something you love the most about your house. So it's it's a tough one. The last one we talk about a lot, Tigo, stage your home properly. And it doesn't mean Hire somebody to come in and bring furniture and stage your home. It means, you know, let's go through the house and and uncustomize it a bit. Make it so that other people can visualize themselves in the house.
0: Well, it's merchandising.
1: It is merchandising. And normally what true home stagers say, because I go to a lot of those appointments, is pack up half of everything. You know, you've got shelves, you've got things out you're going to be moving, go ahead and get some of those boxes, pack up everything. And I, and we always say, go ahead and put them in the garage, stack them up in the garage. It's okay. By the time people are looking at your home and get to the garage, they've already decided if they love your home or not typically. Now, some garages are pretty special, I know, so you might have to get a storage unit. Um, I know there's always that debate between the men and, men and female, male and female realtors about whether the garage is that important and it is that important but you can see past a bunch of boxes okay
0: i'm gonna go there who makes a decision on home buying on average right we're not talking about everybody but on average is it more the male or the female
1: can we really talk about this no we can't you know what (laughs) Tito? it's it's interesting because i've shown thousands of houses and been with different groups of people deciding And it's, it's interesting because it seems like there's always somebody who's the decision maker, but in the end, it's kind of like the silent one who really does get to decide. So I don't know that it's always the female, but maybe she's more vocal about what she likes. I don't know
0: could be yeah I think I think it, anyway it just, we it were depends. talking stage yeah I know that's a whole uh, I don't mean to go down that road the Sorry.
1: bottom line there is if you're considering selling let's connect so we can help you navigate that process and prioritize your must-dos get with us before you decide on your must-dos because a lot of times we come in at the end and you invite us in after you've already done everything you think you need to to get your house ready and we go Oh wait, that paint color you just chose. Too bad you didn't choose this. Uh, that's not really how we would say it. Yeah, that's but not a great example. But yes, I know what your point it's is. Like yes. Sometimes people fix things that are they might have put uh, their attention into other areas instead. Right. So, right.
0: so well, anyway. and, and like we always say that the number one thing you can do is clean, 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 and that doesn't really cost anything other than time.
1: Yeah, and some cleaning supplies, yeah. vinegar, whatever. Um, So if you're thinking of selling, we have um, several really great home selling experts on our team that we can help with and meet with you and do some pre-planning. The earlier you start, the better because it always takes longer to get your house ready than you think it does, right? And the whole process, we like to have plenty of time. So we get great photos, great pre-marketing. And when we um, put your home active on the market, that it is spit shine and polished and everything's ready to go and the marketing hits and it creates a big buzz and we, we have our big grand opening. So that's, uh, always better to do it with a little bit more time than you think.
0: Yep. For sure. Yep. Um, I wanted to, I I was, uh, I I got some stats on what home values have done over the long term, you know, long-term trends. And, and I wanted to, to talk about it because it, it's interesting to see, you know, we talk about, you know, even in the great financial crisis, you know, from, let's say you bought in 2007 or eight at the top of the market, probably 2007, um, you know, within five years, it's all recovered again, right? Yes, it took a big, it took a big dive and nobody sees that other than just, um, People that are trying to get clicks on youtube that there's going to be another crisis like yeah. that not yeah. not serious people are no nobody serious sees that and and trust me they're looking they're looking they're not like you know there's so much data out there now um, on what's happening in the real estate market so much different than 2006 2007 for sure i mean i i, I couldn't get this information before we didn't have it back then i wish i did but we just didn't have it. We didn't have the type of data we have now anyway. Okay. United States 20 year, 616%, um, price appreciation in the, in the U S as a whole over the last 20 years. So that's from, uh, 80, would that be 84 man? I'm kinda, 20 years. Yeah, no, it'd be, no, it'd, it'd be, be, 04. Nine, be 04. Oh my gosh
1: you with going 40 years back. I went
0: 40 years back. Okay. So anyway, yes. Oh, 04, four. right before,
1: you know, our prices peaked in 07, right? Early yeah. 08.
0: Yeah, so more than doubled since 04. That's in the US in Albuquerque, it's 122% since uh, 04. So and and let me just break this down even more in the um, in the last 5 years in the US, it's appreciated 48% in Albuquerque. 65% in the last five years. Wow. And if you look at just the last year, U.S. as a whole, 3%. Albuquerque, 8%. So we definitely in the last few years have outpaced the rest of the country, uh, you know, on, on average, right? And of course, that's all across all price ranges. So it was an interesting uh, data part. And that's home values. That's not What's price selling? appreciation. Yeah, that's, that's based on what what they project that the home values are for every home, not for actually what's what's sold.
1: That's a good point to make. Yeah. So I had a a chart and I think we have a minute or two left here. I know we get off topic have a chart. and we haven't, well, I had a topic I wanted to cover and I actually thought that was the topic, but it isn't. So there was this map out of the most and least expensive uh, American neighborhoods Oh yeah. And it was kind of interesting. I mean, I'm sure our listeners can guess, right? Predominantly the top 20 most expensive neighborhoods in the country are located in California, Florida, New York, right?
0: No surprise. No
1: surprise. Well, California, Florida, New York. I would have I'm not sure I would have thought of Florida. I was thinking about all the places where prices jumped up during the pandemic like Bozeman, Montana or Montana.
0: Boise. Yeah. Boise,
1: Idaho, but in stark contrast, Homewood North in Pennsylvania secures the position as the least expensive neighborhood where the average property is priced at $29 a square foot. So if you want to move to Homewood North in Pennsylvania, homes at $29 a square foot. Ours are what? Um, right now. Yeah, two two
0: thirty, two fifty, something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's it's interesting because uh in New Mexico, they're saying the most expensive city in New Mexico is Corrales at 283 a square foot. I found that sort of surprising. I know Corrales is high. I know Placidas is high. Some of Sandia Park. But I would have thought Las Alamos or Santa Fe. Yeah, certain
0: areas of Santa Fe for sure. I mean, Las I would Campanhas, have thought yeah. they would
1: be h- higher than Corrales in and of itself. Like Las Campanas, yeah, and Santa yeah. Fe. I would have thought and and it must not have hit their radar because it's got to be higher but well
0: and it may be based on zip code and uh and that's not
1: a zip code maybe yeah Yeah. exactly and And corrales has its own
0: you know especially in albuquerque we we know that zip codes there's could be a broad range across zip codes
1: so let me just tell you real quick so the lowest was 29 a square foot on average yep in a town in pennsylvania i'm seeing like bellevue washington north of seattle $3,619 Three thousand six hundred and nineteen dollars a square foot.
0: Wow, that's where all the uh, Microsoft tech people and all the the tech people in the Seattle area must live because big bucks there. I Pretty would high. I would think it's somewhere like in Silicon Valley, like San Jose or something. But um, well,
1: South San Fran- or South South of Market, San Francisco is five thousand four hundred and fifteen a square yeah, that foot. That makes perfect sense. Um, I'm trying to look for like something more um, or a no. Hennepin County, Minnesota. So, Orono was in my school district when I was growing up in Minnesota. It was one of those teams that we used to play, and they always had better sports teams than us, going back to sports. 388 a square foot in Orono, Minnesota, which is a a pretty far out suburb of Minneapolis for that much. It
0: must be a high-end suburb. So, yeah, actually, I just looked here. So, Albuquerque right now, average is right at $200 a square foot. That's across... You know, all
1: that's including Corrales, ranges. where that's, it's 283. The
0: entire so. metro, four county area, all single family detached homes. So, yep, we'll wrap it up with that, Tracy. Um, if okay, so first, if you want to get a hold of us, we're the Venturi Group, we're with Real Broker here in Albuquerque. You can reach us at 505 448 8888. Any closing words?
1: Have a great weekend.
0: Take care.